you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined as always by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you today, my man? Excited to do the part two of this book. Yes. Yeah. So last week, for those that didn't listen to last Wednesday's episode, Sangram, give us a little bit of context, and then we're going to dive into to this episode. Let's do it, man. So last week, we started reading through, or not reading, but really recapping through three big ideas from this book called Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley and Lane Jones. It's, it's an older kind of book, but it's a really fast read. And I feel like right now is the best time to think about how you communicate for the change because change is inevitable. You must be going through some sort of change right now is personal or professional. doesn't matter. And communication is at the heart of it. So we talked about three big ideas. Number one, we talked about how do you make it memorable and repeatable? That is the secret to making sure that people can remember it and then they can actually do something about it because they can repeat it. If they can't remember it, they can't repeat it. So make it make it happen. Second, focusing on one point, not points, one point, because that's all people will ever be remembered. If you are incredible, they will remember one point. So anything less than that, they just uh, not even remember much. And mm-hmm. third is figure out a way what your audiences are thinking in their mind and start answering those questions in their words, in the way they're thinking. That's how you build credibility and empathy. I love it. I love it. So now that we've recapped last week's episode, this episode is going to be why and how to get your audience to buy into you before they buy into your message. Uh, talk to us about you know, the big idea here. Oh, man. So let me ask you a question. Do you follow people or do you follow brands? People. That's And that is just so true. You don't even think about it. I mean, you don't even practice this, this question. Yeah. It's, it is so true for all of us. And I think people are starting to wake up to that idea, but not fully, especially in B2B world. We all are trying to do, well, we need to build our brand. Well, brand is made up of people. And, yep. and if you can get your people to be out there and do all the things, then it will be amazing. That's why this podcast is doing as well as this from a community because we are putting ourselves out there. I'm not asking somebody to do it. I'm, I'm doing it myself and putting myself out there. Um, that's how we're getting all the action on LinkedIn. And all of that I'm trying to share is that people follow people. And the reason people follow people is because people are the messenger, right? Like they yeah. are the one who are taking and carrying the message. So before even we can come up with this idea of like whatever it is that you're communicating for a change in your organization, you yourself have to build credibility and you yourself have to be someone that people can trust. So what I think Andy did brilliantly is he literally shared in this book how he thinks through when he's presenting, especially if it's a new audience that you're trying to create a new pitch for a completely different set of things, or even if it's existing, you have to start relating. So he goes through this really interesting formula of me, we, in his case, God. So I would replace that with source. So me, we, source, you, we. And we can go to each one of them Say, so, and, and we recap so people remember it. But it's really this five-point way. And you go through this 
in a very succinct way and in orderly way, I think you're able to connect with people and then answer their questions and build credibility and empathy in the process. So I think it really justifies his process of how do you get the communication out? Got it. So it's me, we, source, you, we. Let's start with me. Talk to us about how Andy articulates this part of the formula. All right. So, and then this is, you know, we can relate it to ourselves. Let's say, let's say you are again uh, communicating for a change for your department. And instead of saying that, all right, here are the guiding principles that we all need to go through. Here's what we need to do. Here are the numbers we need to hit. Whatever might be the case, you might be a CEO trying to do this thing right now, changing the whole organization. His point is, don't start there. That is kind of somewhere later on. You have to first orient the problem that you are facing. So people know more about you, make it personal. So for example, in this, in this case, let's say you're changing our communication plan that you're putting together for the entire organization. And you gotta say that, hey guys, look, I'm struggling with the best way to present this out in the marketplace. So you're, you're really opening up and telling that this is a problem that is personal. Let's say you're talking with your family. At that point, you might say, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling with a way to to, to do this thing or to, to help others in, in any some way. So you really make this problem really narrow and make it personal where people kind of can lean in because our, our conscious tells us, and this is so, so, so much psychological, is that our obvious reaction to anybody in trouble is to help, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. to, to lean in and is to listen because we all have some sort of problem going on. So when somebody is brave enough to share that I am struggling with something, people lean in. So that's what he yeah. meant to say that, hey, this is me. This is this this is not I, look at me how awesome I am. It's actually, look at me how, how almost weak I am because it is personal and we all are in some way struggling with something. Yeah, yeah. So, so once you've established, hey, this is the problem that I'm facing and you've made it personal, then the next part of the equation is we. So now you've got to, connect it to a few more things so that everyone can can engage here. What, talk to us about uh, about this one. Yeah, man, this is where you create the tension, right? So okay. now you just kind of made it. So now everybody's leaning into like, okay, yeah, like he really has a problem or you know, he's really trying to figure this thing out. And then you immediately create the tension is that, and, and perhaps maybe you are feeling the same challenge of not able to communicate our value prop perfectly. Now you just got everybody else in the equation part of that problem. Uh, now you may have the same challenge or not being able to pitch, uh, have a perfect sales pitch if you're talking to your sales team. Now you may have a similar challenge where our customers are not necessarily clicking on our ad or not responding to our messages. So, so you, immediately you go from like, hey, this is my problem to get to almost self-select without pointing fingers, self-select them to opt into in their minds, oh yeah, shoot, I also struggle with this problem. I think this creates this very needed tension where the next obvious thing going through your mind should be, shoot, how do we solve this problem? And that's the, the point. It's like, how do we solve this problem? It should go through your mind. I love it. All right. So we've got me orienting the problem around something that you're facing. It makes you vulnerable. It makes the problem personal to you. And then we connecting it to, you know, everyone else. So they connect with the problem as well. That creates that tension. This third one is source or to, for Andy, for the Christian listening, it's, it's, it's God. Talk to us about this one. 
Yeah, man. So he he totally in his sermons, and now I've listened to so many of them. Do like you know, see how he really does it, and he really does this thing. That's when he goes to directly to the scripture, and he talks about, well, let's say what Jesus said, let's say what God said, right? And and so it makes sense. So how do we apply this to our way of like daily conversations in the process? And the way I'm thinking about this is that let's just go to the source. In many cases, your source. Would be like, hey, let's see how one of our customers is dealing with this problem yeah. and talking about it, right? Another source could be, oh, let's look at the analyst in our community that is looking at this whole magic quarter and how are they evaluating us against all of our competitors, right? You bring you again, you're, you're, you're keeping all of your opinions out at this point. You're bringing the source. So now everybody's saying that, you know what? We all have this problem, and here is the source that is clearly demystifying how this problem exists and how the market is perceiving it. We need to find a solution for it. And this is where you bring the source to your audience and introduce, and this is this is big, introduce a new idea. This is where I think a lot of the magic happens. This is because at this point, people are already saying, you know what, I got this problem too. I see other people are saying, I hear my customers, I hear the analysts talking about all that stuff. Well, then now if you have an idea, that was your agenda to introduce a new idea, this is the time to do it. Mm, got it. Okay. So you've you've made it personal to you. You've connected it with everybody else. Now you're going back to the source and really using that source to then catapult you into introducing this new idea. Once you've introduced that new idea, the fourth part of this formula now is you. Talk to us about the you. Oh man, this is where you get, he, he really gets us into like not only saying it at a broad level, but individual level. I think we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast where he would literally go through and segment his audience live. And then that's beautiful to watch. He would literally say like things like, okay, and in our case, let's say, let's say you're a company and you're running stuff and you're a CEO and you're you're presenting this thing. You could literally say and say in an audience, and your audience could be your your executive team of sales, marketing, finance, and operations. Let's say that's the audience you're talking to. And you just introduced a new idea, and now you say, you know what? Imagine as a marketer, you could tap into this thing and what what would happen? right? Imagine as a salesperson, if you could use this as a value proposition, how would your, do you think that we can solve this problem uh, that we all said is a problem? This idea that I just brought that, that really brought everything together. What would it make sense for you as an operations person? How would you go about solving this thing now that you have this new idea in front of you as a part of your consideration phase? So he will literally go and segment and then really personalize the message to almost every single person in the audience, either by by age, by gender, even by race, or like whatever it might be. I think he literally has a great eye for just walking through the audience and, and pretty much touching any and everybody in it. So it, it really makes it now back to personal you. Now it is your responsibility. Now that you know the problem, now that you have an idea, it is your responsibility to figure out the path forward on it with this new idea. Yeah, I I love that because uh, thinking about it if for, for this, you know, maybe it's a CEO listening to this episode and and you're trying to communicate an idea, you've got a this would be where you say, okay, if if you're in customer support, this is this is what it means for you. If you're in sales, this is what this idea means to you. Like this is how it impacts you in each of the different functional departments. I I have heard Andy and and another pastor that I follow Craig Groeschel 
do this a lot. So it's funny to hear you explain this because it's, I, I've, I've been on the other end of experiencing it. And usually when a pastor does it, you know, they'll always say something about, you know, if you own a business and that's always the part of the message that engages me the deepest because it's personal to me. And so this makes so much sense. So I love that you brought this up. The last part of this formula, Sangram, is we. So we've got me, we, source, you. Now back to we. Talk to us about this one. All right. So this is the part where there is a difference between leadership and authority. So I think the authority in you might say that, okay, I've given them, I've brought them so far along. I've introduced the problem. I have created this tension to bring them together and recognize that it's a tension that we all face in some way, shape, some way, shape or form. I've shared the sources of information that support it in a way and, and, and so that I can introduce this new idea. You just introduced this new idea and then also flipped it back on them to have personal responsibility to support this idea or not support this idea in any way, shape, or form for their own business units or teams or functions or individuals for that matter. Now is the time where you have to really define yourself. And I think this is where leadership comes in. Either you could say at this point is that we need to solve this problem right now and I need answers, or you could leave your audience. And this is this takes heart, this takes courage. And I think this is what leadership in many ways is all about is you leave the audience with something to think about or imagining, helping them to imagine a better workplace, a better customer success, a better life, uh, whatever it might be, just better something. So they leave that conversation inspired by that idea, not on, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? And this, this seems a lot of work to do. Not, not with that kind of emotion, but the emotion that says, wow, that would be really cool if every customer could say something like that. Oh, that would be really cool if you have a product that solves this pain point that 80% of our customers are facing. Oh, that would be really cool if internally we had this one message that everybody can rally about, right? You leave people with that emotion of inspiration that drives them to take action. So you don't force them to take action in that meeting, which would be the obvious push that most, most leadership people in leadership do, but to actually leave the audience with something to imagine and inspire to. I love it. So Sangram, what would be your closing challenge for, for this idea today? Well, I mean, I could think of just one, which is the, the biggest challenge would be not to over-communicate, but rather simplify that whatever you're communicating is memorable and repeatable. If it's memorable and repeatable, in Andy's words, it could be all, it, it's going to be portable, which means everyone in your organization all of a sudden is saying the same thing without you having to tell them over the top, do this, do that. So if you can simplify it, and if you can use the structure to help them come to the same conclusion that you yourself might have come months ago, and then leave people with this idea of like, hey, imagine if you all could get there, the promised land, whatever it might be, I think you would create a better organization than, than you started a day before. I love that. So don't don't necessarily think you have to over-communicate, but, but simplify your communication and make it memorable, make it repeatable. I, I love, love, love that you shared this book. I'm, I'm going to have to, I need to download it on Audible so I can check it out as well, because I really do think that Andy is is one of the in my opinion, one of the best guys on leadership talking about core principles to leadership that I've heard. 
And so I would suggest everyone checking out his podcast. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we talked about Andy's podcast, the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. He's written a slew of books. Obviously, he's a pastor in Atlanta, but even if you you know don't share the Christian faith, I think you will still get an enormous amount of value from Andy's leadership teaching. So thank you so much for listening to this today. If you haven't already connected with Sangram or myself on LinkedIn, Sangram Vajray, James Carberry, connect with us on LinkedIn. We would love to connect with you there. Thank you so much for your time, for your attention. Boom. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.